Hello, I am Bishop John and welcome to the Vision Ministry Roundtable. In this podcast, Minister Golson, Minister Barton and I will be discussing different subjects and different topics for our present time. And we just hope you will be able to enjoy and learn something new. All right. We're going to just deal, remember at the beginning, the ending of last month, we were dealing with uh, angelic activities and we have all these corona fears and all this tornado activity and I asked the Lord direction concerning May and I expected the obvious growth and stuff and the idea that came to me that uh, April showers brings May debris, not flowers. And I'm like, oh, that's crazy. It's my mind. Then the Holy Spirit said, look at your neighborhood. And everything was at that time bad. Trees were everywhere and uh, cable power was down. And I'm like, phew. And that's still some stuff that only big bulldozers going to move. They're squashing houses now. A bunch of, every day I go there, a house is gone because it's condemned and they come in and demolition. They destroyed it and put it in some dumpster. So we have empty lots now. So this thing is very important because some debris in my life I cannot handle on my own. And just like in my neighborhood, uh, nobody can move a house or trees. Certain trees in my backyard, we had to cut it up. Brothers come and we haul it out. Some of it we can't haul up. So it's going to take big companies with big machines to deliver us from the debris. So there are some debris in our spiritual life that we need God's help. So we've been dealing with those. The first big one was the spirit of Antichrist. Of course, we know there's the who is the Antichrist, but we also dealt with what is the Antichrist. Now, that's an old lesson. Then we moved to, I think last week, uh, sarcastic jokesters. I never taught on that. So nobody, uh, last Wednesday, that was new stuff. I, I know scornful men. That's what King Jim says. And very few people spend time with scornful men. People talk bad about people. And then we move on. But we delve into the understanding of what is a scornful person, sarcastic jokesters and the and jeremiah said he doesn't hang with them he does not eat with them he does not have any conversation with them he'd rather be left alone because what we learned last week that those who are sarcastic jokesters they make an agreement whether you know it or not with hell and death because you it's lying people who are sarcastic jokesters, they lie a lot. You got to lie. And you take your refuge in lying. Uh, I just don't get some Christians, hey man, how you doing? May I try to call you? What in the world why you try to call me? Don't you know them phone says when you call, your name showed up, your face shows up, and the time you call show up. So when somebody says, I try to call you all morning, I go in my phone, I log, and I'm like, liar, liar, skirt and pants on fire. I'm teaching you when to sin. Save your sins for the right time. Don't just, 
men are trying. Trying is lying. Anytime somebody says, I'm trying to pay my bill, you didn't try to pay your bill. You know you're lying. It's all in your mind. In your mind, you thought of calling. In your mind. See, that's lies. Now, I'm not saying we should sin, but if you're going to sin, sin for the right reason. Not, by the way, joking, okay? But we, we have such a habit of lying that we think it's okay. And maybe we need to talk about lying. But today, we're going to be dealing with something that is huge and humongous, that is difficult. I, I struggle with it. I think the brethren next to me are struggling with it. It's, it's, it's this thing on forgiveness. We're going to look at uh, that big, dirty word. I call it forgiveness, okay? Because we have learned from the Bible uh, that God forgives. He offers forgiveness uh, to those who sin or commit sin against him. If you're alive long enough, you're going to sin against God. Okay? And God provide forgiveness for that. We also learn for sins we commit against our fellow man, God provide means to receive forgiveness. Now, in a safe, healthy relationships, uh, it's relatively easy for us to forgive others and for them to forgive us. So if you're in a healthy climate, a healthy family, a healthy church, Forgiveness is easy. Man, forgive me, man. A woman, forgive me, whatever. And we forgive each other. But some people never ask for forgiveness. Do you know that some people that never, they do stuff to you, they never, now they go cook for you. They go buy you a shirt. They uh, give you some money. That's not what the Bible says. They can never say, forgive me. How do you deal with people like that? Is there such thing as forgiveness between us? So some people never ask for forgiveness. They don't show remorse. They don't seem to care if they hurt you. And they even demean and belittle you if you say, you hurt me. You ever been in a relationship with somebody and you say, you hurt me? And they go, well, I didn't hurt you. Man, grow up. Grow up. Oh, my God. Why should we forgive them? Should we kill them? For, why should we forgive them? For our sake. We forgive people for our sake. Not for their sake. For our sake. Holding on to past hurts Grudges is a heavy burden to carry. The longer we hold to the grudge, the more power we give to our tormentors. So it's necessary to forgive. So what I did, I asked one brother to look at the aspect of men receiving forgiveness from God. Then I asked for another brother to look in the aspect of men forgiving men. Because if I sin against God, I need God to forgive me. But I may sin against them. How do I handle that? Do I never ask to forgive me? I just buy him a shirt? 
I take him out to eat. And that suffices. We're going to look at the Bible. What does the Bible say? Not what the church says. Uh, what does the Bible say about it? And hopefully the church will say the same thing the Bible says about it. So forgiveness is the best way to remove the pain and hurts in our lives. So we're going to look at this process. Forgiveness is an introspection and a self-refinement process. I'm going to say that again. Forget, oh, I don't think we put the notes up. We'll put them up tonight, okay? Uh, forgiveness is a process of introspection and also self-refinement, and it is similar to repentance. So we're going to be talking about, we may not get through tonight. So I'm going to just kind of tone down a little bit because we, we want to learn uh, that state. Did you hear the word? The state of forgiveness. We have to, as a believer, walk in that state because some people will ask you to forgive them. Others, they'll keep doing the same thing. Imagine you're married to somebody who keep doing the same thing. They'll ask you to forgive them. My God. Okay, who has forgiveness? God. You got God's forgiveness. All right. Tell me what you find out. Minister Gosen about God's forgiveness. Again, we didn't talk. They send me their stuff. I kind of look at it. You know, I cheat a little bit. <laughs> but they didn't cheat. <laughs> Go ahead. Tell us what you learn about uh, God's forgiveness toward us. Yes, sir. When you, when you uh, informed me that you wanted me to look at God's forgiveness, I thought, oh, forgiveness, that'll be easy. But, you know, uh, it, it, God's word is like, us. we've all been to a swimming pool. You know, you have the two foot, you have the kiddie pool. Then you have the two foot, the three foot, the five foot, and then you get that deep water where you really need to know how to swim. And mm -hmm. I started off thinking, well, this will be a kiddie pool subject, but it's a, <laughs> so I'm trying to stay in the shallow water, but there's so much here. Uh, but forgive, according to Webster's Dictionary, it's a verb. It means it's an act. Uh, it means to stop feeling angry or resentful towards someone for an offense, flaw, or mistake that they committed. Uh, forgive according to Strong's Concordance. The word comes from the Hebrew word saliha, and it means to pardon or grant mercy. The primary root word is salak, and that means to be propitious towards someone, which is favorable, auspicious, or encouraging to that person. And, of course, the word propitious is where we get the biblical word propitiation. Uh, this propitiation is used in the sense that an offense has been committed and a debt is owed and the offended party has absolute right and authority to collect payment in full. Read that again. This propitiation mm -hmm. is used in the sense that an offense has been committed. Something wrong has been done. And a debt is now owed. I owe somebody. And the offended party. The person that I hurt has absolute right and authority has to, the right and authority to collect payment in full. Oh Lord. Mm. Can I put a pin in this yes. for a second? When I was studying this, I realized that many of us have either bought a car, took out a loan or gotten into a debt in some kind of way. A legal we owe money. And then suddenly one day you get a letter from some other institution. Yes. And they are informing you, we now bought your debt. Mm -hmm. 
from the person you originally borrowed the money from. Mm -hmm. That's really, we could go down a long road, but that's, that's, what, that's what God did through Christ Jesus. We originally, uh, God gave Adam pro proprietary authority mm -hmm. over all the seed that was supposed to be born. And then he messed around and sold uh -huh. us all to the devil. Uh -huh. And Jesus came and bought that debt back mm -hmm. with his own blood. And now we owe him. We owe Jesus. Amen. That's good. But uh, until the debt is paid, the injured party or creditor may have indignation toward the debtor. This will include feelings of anger, resentment, outrage, vengeful, vengefulness, fury, mm -hmm. and other such emotions. Forgiveness or salak means the person wronged or owed assumes an attitude of appeasement, pacification, calm, or conciliation toward the debtor. Mm -hmm. Then, therefore, the debt is forgiven. Now, we know we hear a lot about the word reconciliation in the Bible or to reconcile. Uh, that the etymology of that word will take you back to the to the Latin, and it's where we get the word counsel. Mm -hmm. And we know a counsel is where people come and they sit together and they discuss ways to get things done. So when God tries to reconcile with us or bring us into the umbrella of His forgiveness, He's trying to bring us to a place where we're back in counsel with Him. Yes. But if I have not accepted His forgiveness, I'm outside the counsel. I'm just out here doing things on my own. So the process requires us to accept the means whereby that is made possible. The Bible teaches us that we are born in sin and are spiritually lost at birth. Jesus bought our debt with his blood. We must confess our sin and accept the redemptive act of Christ. So you're telling us, and I love the, the, the example you gave, we sin against God, and Jesus bought what we've done. Yes, sir. So the wrath of God would not fall on us, but on him. Amen. So the song said, we owe the debt. We owe Christ, not God anymore, because Christ took my place. Yes, sir. So when John said, uh, John the Baptist says, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin, S-I-N, not sins. I always problem with that. Why come, I've committed more than one sin. Mm. Did the Lord just forgive one sin? <laughs> Man, I, I, I count my sins. They were the past thousands. The sin of this world. So the sin of this world is the sin of Adam, a federal daddy, uh, who represent us. So he sold us to the devil yes. by his treason yes, to God. Amen. So Jesus now bought our debt. Amen. And paid our Amen. debt. In full. In full. So this Adamic nature My God. got no power. Power over me. Amen. 
There was a brother named Brother Thomas. He used to come to this church, and he was a holy man. He was a godly man, and he was coming to church and for about six months, and one day he just disappeared, so I kind of hunted him down, and I found him and said, Thomas, what's going on? He said, Bishop, my nature got the best of me. And I know what it is. <laughs> if you're watching, Thomas, I love you, man. <laughs> the Adamic nature, that seed that makes me want to sin, want to kill, to steal, to destroy, Jesus took that. No, not that he didn't take the other sins. What went in your study here how what else do you see in this uh, uh idea that god forgive us man of our sin or he really wants to does god really want to forgive us or he, he just want to clobber us god absolutely wants to forgive us but we have to play part in acceptance of the fact that we came here messed up um This is very abstract, and I don't want to go too far off the, off the path of, 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 of correct dogma. But can I share just briefly a weird concept that came to me when I was go ahead. this? Now, we know that when God put Adam and Eve in the garden, he said, everything here you can have except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The day you mess Ooh. with that, you're going to die. Mm -hmm. it, which was a test of obedience. Test of obedience. So God always put you in a garden, and there'll be a test of obedience. And that thing is beautiful. Fruit, I mean fruits. <laughs> fruits, I didn't talk about what you, the way you said, mm -hmm. you're talking about something else, like you understand something. Fruits, baby. Fruits, apple, figs, yeah, I don't know what it was. It. That's all it is. All right. Is. Fruits. The way, the way it went, mm -hmm. fruits. he's talking about something else. Nope, just fruits, just fruits. <laughs> Now, now here, here's where it gets uh, hypothetical. Go ahead. But let's say Adam and Eve had not touched that tree. Uh-huh. But they, Eve was called the mother of all living before mm -hmm. they touched the tree, which suggests there were other living creatures to come. Mm -hmm. But when, when sin happened and the fall occurred, Every person that was born was born under that curse. Mm -hmm. And therefore, and David it. said, in sin did my mother conceive me. Yes, sir. Psalm 51, go ahead. So we were, we were, our nature came from being born to live forever to being born to grow old and die. Yes. And then when that happened, God said, okay, I got to fix this. And that's where Jesus comes in. Jesus comes in and says, you know what? Uh, it, it, we've all been in a situation like when you buy a car, sometimes they'll tell you, oh, you upside down on your loan. Yes. And what that means is you owe more on the car than you can, than the car is worth. Yes. That's the situation Adam put us in. We owe more to God than what we're worth. The church has this saying, uh, we have a debt we couldn't pay. And we, and we couldn't. Mm -hmm. The only, that the book of Revelation talks about who is worthy mm -hmm. to open the book and loose the seals. So that was Jesus. So even if we sold ourselves to God, even if we wanted to die on the cross for our own selves, yes. we weren't worth enough yes, sir. That's to why, get that forgiveness. That's why the law wouldn't work. It just, there was, there was no way to pay that. So there's no way I can work my way to pay back my value to God. I lost value, but I owe more than what I'm worth. Oh, my God. Yes, sir. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord.
Wow. So Jesus gave me that by forgiving me. He gives me value. Not only remove the debt, but he gives me value. Amen. So when a child of God is going around, uh, I'm not worthy. I'm the piece of whatever. They're lying to Jesus Mm -hmm. because not only he paid a debt that I could not pay, but he gives me value that I lost when Adam and Eve decide to disobey God. Amen. My acceptance of his redemptive act on the cross restores my value. Because Say that again. <laughs> my acceptance of his redemptive act on the cross restores my value. That's the reason men have to accept Christ as a personal Savior. You, you understand? The reason you have to accept Jesus as your personal Savior, because we have no value before God, Jesus is the only person that gives us value. So, if you seek forgiveness any other way, okay, let's say you got it, but you'll be valueless. Who can put value on you? Who can put glory on you? Jesus Christ. Amen. My God. Amen. And, and that's why, Stephen, let me get this back on. Okay, while he's trying to get this back on, we need God's forgiveness for our sins. So if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior and you feel like God is mad at you, God has a big baseball bat, he want to pop you over the head and put you in hell. Uh, no, that's not God's intention at all. Something, go ahead, because something about hell you, you, you mentioned. Yes, sir. What, what you got for us? The, the Bible says if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So a lot of times people think that Okay, well, God wouldn't send anybody in to hell. We, we, hear, we hear all kind of unbelievers. We hear atheists. We hear everybody say God shouldn't, a just God wouldn't send anybody to hell. A loving God, like one man lost his ministry. Loving God cannot put people in Why God, God, God didn't create hell for me. Mm-mm. A loving God, you're right. A loving God didn't plan for John to go to hell. But John had the right to go to hell. I have the right to go to jail, and I have the right to go to hell. People don't like when I say that, but I know my rights. <laughs> go ahead, tell me. You about know, it. when you were saying that just now, Bishop, I, I, I heard somebody say, but an angry God, he'll, he'll punish you. He, that's true, but hell is not a punishment. Hell, say that again. Hell is not a punishment. Hell is not what? A punishment. Hell is not the place of punishment. God never planned you to be in hell. Tell me, tell me, brother. Hallelujah. Acts of punishment, and we could go from from Genesis to Revelation and look at where God punishes people. Punishment is always in relationship to God trying to get man's attention while he's on this side of the grave. Because... If I put pressure on you, uh-huh. if, if, if my locusts start eating your crops, if a plague, mm, a corona, gets loose on the earth, mm-hmm. it makes me start thinking about what is God saying? Yes. So the punishment, whether I lose my job or lose my money or lose my health or lose my home, yeah, God may be angry, but he's doing it out of love because he's trying to get our attention. So punishment is there to get my attention. Hell does not get my attention. Hell and punishment 
are two different things. Punishment is God's action on the earth. Punishment is God's action on the earth to make you call on him. Call on him. Hell is torment. Mm-hmm. And it's eternal. So we've had it, the church had it backwards. Thinking God is punishing us to go to hell. No, punishment comes for me to repent. Yes. Hell is a different thing. Amen. Really, the Bible even says that hell was created for the devil and his angel. Not for man. God never intended for man to go to hell. We, we side with the devil. Yes, sir. Ooh. And I'm going to... Uh, and then we're going to get this man to talk about how I get forgiveness from him because I'm going to punch him first in front of everybody and I <laughs> see, see, see what's going to happen. So to wrap this up, hell is the dead-end abode for all who oppose God and reject the forgiveness of Jesus Christ. The destination of this path is a place of torment which God never intended for humankind. Matthew 25, 41 says, Everlasting fire is prepared for, for the, the devil, devil and, and his, his angel. Angels. Hell is for the devil and his angel, not for mankind. But if you want to follow the devil and his angel, God cannot stop you. Read the beginning of that sentence again. Yes, again. Hell is the dead-end abode for all who oppose God and reject the forgiveness of Jesus there Christ. There it is. Do you know there are some people who just don't like God? Mm. You need to accept that. There are some people who are anti-God. They anti don't like God. Anti-Christ, yes, sir. Anti-God, anti-anything. People believe, oh, we all love God. No, there are some people who are bent on hating and hell is prepared for those who follow. Only, only one being is hell bent, mm -hmm. Satan. Mm -hmm. But once you let him use you, you're going to be where your father is. And then Jesus offer forgiveness and you reject it. So you're not going to hell because you're smoking dope. Mm. You're not going to hell because you're hurrying around. You're not going to hell because you're watching pornography. You're going to hell because you reject and oppose the will of God and the forgiveness that Jesus offers you. Now that changes the game, isn't it? Yes, sir. All right, tell me. Well, let, me let me just jump in. I wanted to say two things. For, for, the, for the religious ones, for the... Um, ones who grew up in the church, like theological me. ones. Like me. Let, let me offer another word for punishment, the word chastisement. Chastisement. Because what it is, is God is chastising you. Mm -hmm. Okay? And, and so that, that's something we need to look at, too. Mm -hmm. Second thing I want to just touch with what with, with, with Minister Gosa said is this. When Christ paid the price for us, we got to keep in mind that when he died on Calvary, he didn't just pay the price for all of us who got saved. He paid the price for everyone mm -hmm. who would hear and know about what he's done. So this is the analogy I use, similar to yours. But it's like this. Imagine if you are a poor person, dirt poor, living on the street, homeless. Come to find out your uncle left you $10 million in the bank. The banker came to the, the tent city 
Hey, I need you to come to the bank. We got some money for you. But you don't go. You don't want to go. You want to stay in the tent city. Live in poverty. Yeah. Meanwhile, you can't pay your bills. Uh-huh. Can't do nothing. Yeah. Can't buy food. Yeah. Can't drink water. Yeah. You're just suffering. Mm-hmm. And all this time, the money is calling you. Yeah. Wealth is calling you. Yeah. Prosperity is calling you. Yeah. Health is calling you. You just have to follow the lawyer. Just follow the, the banker. The banker. Who's the banker? The messenger. Yes. Who comes to tell you. You're that, preaching now. Oh, no, Go no, ahead. Preach the word. <laughs> But here you have an opportunity that people who die in their sin because they reject God, they need to understand you have died in your sin. You've died in poverty. Everything has been paid for. Paid for. In full. In full. Jesus has left wealth and blessing for you. Mm -hmm. But you'd rather stay in your poverty. Mm -hmm. So when you ask about would God send somebody to hell, no. But if you want to die poor, poor, it's your choice. It's your choice. Because God has something much better waiting for you. Now, while I'm in the slum yes, of poverty, mm-hmm. the slum, the tent city, yeah. I need to eat. Yes. Mm-hmm. I need a woman. Yes. Mm-hmm. I need some that. bread. Money does it. And you got it all. Got it all. So what do I do? Mm-hmm. I stab you. Lord, Lord Jesus. And I club you. Mm-hmm. And I bury you in the backyard. Mm-hmm. And I take your car. Mm-hmm. I take your woman. Mm-hmm. I take your TV. Mm-hmm. Dude, there's no electricity in the tent. Be mine now. Yes. And I see another person. I grab something they have. But I didn't kill them. Mm-hmm. So I'm stealing. I'm lying. I'm murdering. I'm coming up. Do- yes. I'm doing all because I'm in that tent city. Yes. I got to survive. Mm-hmm. We only sin to survive. Mm. See, if you say no, we don't because you have not been in life long enough. You live, you live in life long enough. You're just trying to survive. Yep. <laughs> that man, that woman who sinned, that child who sinned, they're trying to do their best to survive. Because then the tent city, you're trying to do, and then now the tent city make me sin against my fellow men. Amen. Now, what does the Bible talks about that? Okay. What does it say about when I sin against you, steal from you, rob you, knock you down? <laughs> what is forgiveness? Let's, let's start there. What is forgiveness? Psychologists generally define forgiveness as a conscious, deliberate decision to release feelings of resentment, or vengeance towards a person or group who has harmed you regardless of whether they actually deserve your forgiveness. Mm. Just as important in defining what is forgiveness, we need to define what forgiveness is not. What is it not? It is not. You do not gloss over or deny the seriousness of the offense. So if, if I shouldn't ignore the offense. No. But a lot of people in church want to ignore sin. No, you, can't, you cannot ignore it. Okay. Secondly, uh, forgiveness does not mean that you forget, nor does it mean you condone or excuse the offense. No excuse. No, it's okay. Don't I understand. Or forget it. We, we don't forget. Let, let's stop lying. Amen. Okay. 
If somebody hurts you, you're not going to forget. Mm -hmm. You may not allow that to hinder you anymore. Mm -hmm. You may release them to move, but you don't, don't tell me you forgot. Mm -hmm. don't, don't lie to yourself. You, you always will remember, but you make a conscious effort that I'm not going to let what happened hold me back from my relationship. You know what I've learned when people do me wrong? At first, it's big, big, mm -hmm. big, big, big ball in front of me. Then as years go by, yeah. as time go by, it's it small. shrinks. It shrinks until it becomes a little dot. And loose spec. Sometimes I'm like, what's that? Oh, I remember when Button, uh, Barton cussed at me, you know, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> Seriously, and with time and prayer, yes. it reduces itself to just uh, nothing. It's still there. Yes. And then you, uh, sometimes you can open it and then start growing again. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that, that's, that's wonderful. And, and the good thing about that, sir, is simply this, that the more you focus on your own relationship with Christ, Yes. And how many times he's forgiven me? Oh, my God. How dare I then hold you a grudge? Yes. Because the more I, rem I think, God, look what I did against you. And the more he's willing to forgive me. And surely. I how about what that. I've done to others? Yes. That they forgive me and God forgives and God me. God forgive me. Go ahead. So I can't hold on. Mm -hmm. Experts agree that, that it at least involves letting go of deeply negative feelings. Now, there's been a view that to forgive somebody means to, to have positive thoughts or positive feelings. And that's debatable, whether you have to have positive feelings in order to forgive. But what it does at the very minimal is there is a release of negative feelings. You cannot forgive unless you can release negative feelings. Amen. You've got to let go of the negativity in order for you, you to gotta let go of the negativity. Okay, all right. <laughs> People say I said the bad word. I said negativity. <laughs> I've been to stop in the nigga. That's all. Activity. Activity. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, I, I want to apologize to Facebook if I said anything that hurt your feelings. That's all. So when we're able to to, to let go. <laughs> why you laugh like that? You you haven't offended Facebook. You haven't offended Facebook. I got a, I got a relative. If I say the exact relationship, it might be too much exposure. Don't expose it. it you can't, when you log on to Facebook, you can't scroll down three posts without finding something from And I told my wife the other night, I said, I don't know how this person makes a living. And three out of every five posts have that word in it. Nigga. For the H at the and end. And nativity is negativity. Yeah. You put the H, you put the H in there. You bring God in it. You know that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Just joking. Come on, this is heavy stuff. If we can't laugh through this, this kid, they're killing me about forgiveness. I gotta get on my knees tonight. I said, Lord, forgive me. All right, pick up, sir. Real quickly, he says, when you forgive someone, it empowers you to recognize the pain you suffered without letting the pain, that pain define you, enabling you to heal and move forward in your life. In other words, I know I suffered pain, but I'm not going to allow the pain to hold me back. Amen. Otherwise, I'm going to be held in captivity or easily offended because of that pain. So let's look. I'm going to look at, I did this thing on the nine steps of forgiveness. Yes. Um, but I'm not going to go through we all of them. We're nine. just going to do two of them. <laughs> and, and, and the first one I want to touch on is, Make a commitment to yourself to feel better. In other words, forgiveness is for you and no one else. Amen. Forgiveness is for you and no one else. You forgive because it heals you. Say that again. You forgive 
because it heals you. Say it again. If you forgive because it heals you. Most people think I'm forgiving the bastard. No. I can't forgive the bastard. You know what they've done to me. That's a stupid way to look at life. Because you're not forgiving the bastard for the bastard's sake. The bastard needs to go to hell. You're forgiving the bastard for your sake. For your own sake. If I knew this when I was a child, Pastor, you did a wonderful job. Okay? But if I knew this, because he may be watching. <laughs> Love you. Love you, man. I saw you yesterday. Um, you look good. Um, he, he did. He looked good at uh, Zoom. He was doing, looking good. I'm proud of my pastor. I, I love my pastor. You know, he loves me and all my sins. My pastor have never frowned in my, and I've said, I haven't fought in the church. You don't believe I fight in the church, do you? I fought in the church. I put my fists up. I was going to beat three people up. And he said, John, we don't do that. But I said, they deserve it. When, 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 when are they going to get it? He says, vengeance is mine, Sarah, Lord. I will repay. I'm like, bummer. Jesus is making us weak. So, <laughs> uh, but but uh, he, he never really condemned me. He just always helped me, and, and I, I love him for that. Now, what got me into my pastor? We have to feel better. We, feel, we better forgive for ourselves. Now, think about this. If... Forgiveness is, at the very minimal, removing negative feelings. Mm -hmm. Then what does negative feelings create in the body? Stress. Stress. It creates physical changes, psycho, psycho, psychological changes, yes. psychosomatic changes. Yes. It brings um, disease. disease yes. And all of these issues come into your body, into your mind. You become paranoid. You become having depression. You, have, you become all these different feelings. Anxiety comes because of negative feelings. Is that why God's so happy he keeps forgiving? Yes. God will forgive. God, you, God loves to forgive so he can stay happy. I like to make him happy. <laughs> Go ahead. Tell us some more. Okay, man. we're going to look at a, a scriptural perspective on forgiveness. First of all, Christ taught that forgiveness is a duty. No limit can be set to the extent of forgiveness. And we're going to go to Luke 17 soon. It must be granted without res reserve. Jesus will not admit, I'm sorry, Jesus will not admit that there is any wrong so gross nor so often repeated that is beyond forgiveness. Let me say that again. Jesus will not admit that there is any wrong so gross nor so often repeated that it is beyond forgiveness. To him, an unforgiving spirit is one of the most heinous sins there is. If you can't forgive, you're, it's a heinous type of sin in the eyes of God. Second thing, looking from scriptural references. So forgiveness uh, is a duty. It's a responsibility, a duty you must forgive. So, As a believer, you must forgive. So a Christian has no option to no say, option. I won't forgive. No, you don't have an option. If I'm a believer, you must. I must forgive. Mm -hmm. Christ is our example. And what did he do on the it's cross? It's a command. Yes. To forgive. Forgive. And if I don't forgive, what's going to happen? God is not with you. You separate yourself from him. Because God is a God of God forgiveness. God is a God of forgiveness. So Christianity is a religion of forgiveness. Must forgive. Because the others don't, do they? There I know you touched that. Don't name nobody so I don't get any. Name, Facebook don't get, on Facebook get mad at me. There are, but the three major religions. There, 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 there are over 4,000 
known religions on this planet. Jesus. 4,200 distinct practiced religions. The three major ones we know. Of all of them, the only one that I could find in my research where the principle of mankind reconciling with God through God's forgiveness Hallelujah. was Christianity. My God. No other... Others have, you got to do good works. Others, you have to meditate until you reach a certain stage of consciousness. I don't know where you're going. <laughs> I'm not going to blame them. But, but Christianity is the only one that offers humanity a personal relationship with God Almighty. Who can turn that down? I'm, I can't. I can't. I feel like getting saved right now. Seriously. To know that God loves me so much that he will release me from my sins. You know, they got this saying now, oh, he's to die for, she's to die for. There's even a gospel song, he thought I was to die for. Wow. And we know we all have looked at in the mirror at one point or another in our lives and go, man, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't so hot, I ain't doing so good, I ain't nothing, I'm this, I'm that. And God Almighty does not look at us like that. He looked at us with such love that he said, you know what? The only way to get them back, I got to go pay that debt they owe. Amen. And now it's my duty, as our brother has explained to show us, to do likewise. Yes. So, and if I don't do likewise, God pulls away from me. Mm -hmm. Wow. Continue, my brother. Okay. Jesus recognized that there are conditions to be fulfilled before forgiveness can be granted. Now, I'm going to be careful on this one because some people will have an issue with this. Well, we're going to have a lot of issues. <laughs> forgiveness is a part of a mutual relationship. The other part is the repentance of the offender. The effect... Talk in your spirit the word repentance. Repentance. Keep okay. that word there. The effect of forgiveness is to restore to its former state the relationship which was broken by sin. Such a res restoration requires the cooperation of both parties. Again, such a res restoration requires cooperation of both parties. There must be both a granting and an accepting of the forgiveness. Jesus commands forgiveness when the offender turns again and saying, I repent, mm. Luke 17. It was, that, it was this state of mind which led the father joyfully to welcome the prodigal son. Now, if I get a chance, let me read this, uh, John, I mean, Luke 17, 1 through 4. Read the word. We'll, we'll have a yeah, little read the word, it. because right now they think we're off the word, <laughs> but we're on the word. Then said he unto the disciples, it is, it is impossible, but that offenses will come. But woe unto him through whom they come. It were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and he cast into the sea than that he should offend one of these little ones. Take heed to yourself. Anytime God says take heed, you take really heed. should take heed. This is his way of saying, um, you need to hear what I'm about to say. Mm -hmm. If your brother trespass against thee, mm -hmm. rebuke him. Whoa. Man, I've been, I have, I've not been rebuking you all. You, 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 I'm just quoting the scripture, it says, if a brother uh -huh. trespass mm -hmm. against thee, mm -hmm. rebuke him. I rebuke you. If mm -hmm. he repents, mm -hmm. forgive, forgive him. him. Mm -hmm. 
And if he trespass against thee seven times in a day, rebuke him seven times. And seven times in a day, turn again to thee, saying, I repent, uh -huh. thou shalt forgive him. So what we have here, you have forgiveness mm -hmm. and repentance mm -hmm. are married together. Okay, remember that. Forgiveness and repentance. The word repentance, keep that, tuck that in your spirit, are married together. So you can't have forgiveness without repentance. Okay? Or you cannot have repentance without forgiveness. Go ahead. Go ahead. So think about it like this. I can forgive someone, mm -hmm. but if that person doesn't repent, mm -hmm. then the forgiveness in their life, mm -hmm. not for me, mm -hmm. now, I'm good, mm -hmm. but their forgiveness for them is not done. They're tied up. They're still tied up. They tie, they Even though I forgive them. They feel guilty. Yes. And they're when still they, held captive. When they see you in the church, they're they put their head down. down. Mm -hmm. They can't call you. Nope. Mm -hmm. Nope. They, they tied up. Mm -hmm. They're bound. Mm -hmm. Bound. Mm -hmm. Bound. So there needs to be repentance. Woo! If there's no repentance, they can't receive forgiveness. Even though it's been issued. Mm-hmm. So... God already forgave us. Yes. It's not until we accept it mm -hmm. by repenting of our sins mm -hmm. do we appropriate the true nature and the true full blessing mm -hmm. of forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, God can love you and you will go to hell because you choose not to repent. My God. You've got to repent. We've got to repent. Even though Jesus already paid the price. Mm -hmm. Can't do it. Mm -hmm. We're going to look at a couple of words for repentance. I mean, for forgiveness, excuse me. Mm -hmm. The first one is in, in, in Genesis 50. It's from the word nasa, mm -hmm. uh, the Hebrew word nasa. And it says in Genesis 50, verse 17, 15 through 17, it says, And when Joseph's brethren saw that their father was dead, they said, Joseph would peradventure hate us and would certainly requite us all the evil which we did unto him. And they sent a messenger unto Joseph, saying, Thy father did command before he died, saying, so shall you say unto Joseph, forgive, I pray thee, now the trespasses of thy brethren and their sin. For they did unto thee evil. And now we pray thee, forgive the trespasses of the servants of thy God, of the God of thy father. And Joseph wept when, he, when they spake unto him. Now the word Nassau means, mm -hmm. it means to lift mm -hmm. Bear up, mm -hmm. carry, mm -hmm. take up, mm -hmm. support, mm -hmm. sustain, mm -hmm. endure, mm -hmm. to take away, mm -hmm. to take, mm -hmm. to carry off, yeah. to forgive. To forgive. So when I forgive somebody, I lift them up. Yes. I give them a helping hand. Yes, sir. I take them out of the muck and yes, the miry clay. Hallelujah. I establish their feet on a rock Locked to stay. Amen, and I establish their going with yes. God. So I become like God. Oh. When I can forgive, I become like. You've been wanting to be like God. Come on, Stop forgiving. Become Christ-like. Stop forgiving mankind and you be like God. It's not money that makes you like God. The ability to forgive. Yep. Get them out of the pit they're in. All right. We're going to work with this forgiveness thing. Bishop, could I? Yes. Throw and, and this because is kinda, he got a lot. You got a lot. We're cutting corners. And, and, and this is kind of tough to deal with, but I've got scripture. But a lot of times we pray and we pray and we pray to God, Lord, I need a healing. Pick your, pick your sickness. I'm not going to name stuff.
Because some sickness is due for because of our sins. And that takes us back to the punishment mm -hmm. that we were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. Next verse. And behold, certain of the scribes said within themselves, this man blasphemeth, talking about Jesus. And Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Wherefore think ye evil in your hearts? Yes. For whether it is easier to say, say thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Take arise and walk. But ye Jesus, may know. Was, Jesus was so good. That ye may but, know. <laughs> that ye may know. Yes, I love that. That the Son of Man had power on earth to forgive <laughs> sins. Then he said to the sick of palsy, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. And the man rose and departed. So Jesus was teaching a double lesson. A, I got the power to heal, but I got to forgive his sins first. For him to be healed. So some of us are sick because there are some sins. We, we have not forgiven the person that sinned against us. Or we are the sinner. We never repent. Amen. So the sin have us spiritually constipated. Some of you are spiritually constipated. You need a, uh, what, what do we need? Enema. <laughs> oh, man, you remind me of some stuff. <laughs> I'd rather take the beer. Okay. <laughs> like, like, I'm sorry. When, when he says that, I only see myself on my mother's knee, five, seven, eight years oh, old, and oh. she used to do that stuff to clean us around September for school. <laughs> Oh, my God, I thank God for America. Yes. Oh, just a little pill and it's over. <laughs> oh, my stomach is about to explode, mama, mama. And she said, run, run, run. Go, oh, my God. People on the island, they'll do a good job, but they need help. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> By through. the way, if you're on the island and we love you, we praise God for you. So let's wrap this up together. Can, can I just say one quick Oh, thing? yes, one go quick, ahead. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to No, no, this is all right. <laughs> Jesus I put gag. I put a gag order in both of them. <laughs> they got four, or five pages of notes. I'm, I'm holding this <laughs> Jesus, and he, what, what, what uh, Minister Goes was saying. Jesus said that you may know the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. Now think about this. If <laughs> if God has power on earth to forgive sins, did He not give the same power to His leaders? Yes. See, because he said to the apostles, whom sins you remit will be remitted. Now the church. The, and whose sins you retain. Gonna, the Protestant church going to kick you out, bro. Oh, yes, I know. But that's the scripture. Mm -hmm. and, and see, people don't understand. That's why you got to be careful. You've got to be careful. Because when you go against your leader, you could be literally affecting your ability to be forgiven. And that's all I'm going to say. I'm sorry. You know I'm the religious one. No, I didn't say all that stuff. <laughs> I just, I'm a sinner saved by, by grace. grace. <laughs> God forgive me for my sins and I try to forgive everybody. It's difficult. It's difficult to forgive when somebody consistently in your face keep doing the same thing, never say I'm sorry, never say I'm wrong, never do anything. Gestures of kindness don't mean squat if you don't do certain things of repentance. So I'm going to close this. It is forgiveness is a process. And we talked about of introspection, self-refinement, 
that is like repentance itself. It requires the involvement of those who hurt us. So if they make the first move and ask for our forgiveness, it's better. But in the state of forgiveness is something we achieve within ourselves. Whether they ask us or not, we are by law of Jesus Christ, New Testament, must forgive. Okay. Now I want you to go to um, Matthew chapter 18 and I want you to read for me verse 15 uh, and I'll tell you when to stop. Okay. Uh, because as a believer, now this is, we're going to slightly not change. When somebody sin against you, let's say he sins against me, okay? And you know I'm mad. I, I can go to him. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will lead me to go to him if he doesn't come. Now he should come. But let's say if he's one of those who don't think he's sin or he's too stubborn to come. There's a law in Matthew 18 that says if your brother uh, trespass, the word is hamathia, sin, Mr. Mark, against you, uh, go to him. Read for us. Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass, trespass against thee, mm -hmm. go and tell him mm -hmm. his fault. Mm -hmm. Between thee and him alone. Mm -hmm. If he shall hear thee, thou hast gained thy brother. Mm -hmm. But if he will not hear thee, then take with thee one or two more, that in the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. Mm -hmm. And if he shall neglect to hear them, mm -hmm. tell it unto the church. But if he neglect to hear the church, let him be unto thee as an heathen man and a publican. Now, now, now listen to this. Have you, have you been in any church you see this practice? Very rare. I saw it early on in my home church. But it became tabooed. Because to grow the church, we don't want to hurt people's feelings. So the church of Jesus Christ is operating below what God says, the standard. If my brother sinned against me, and my brother doesn't want to come to me for whatever reason, I have three meetings I can have. One, me and him meet together. And I say, brother respectfully I'm hurt because you said A because you said B uh, that is called confrontation you, when, when somebody sin against you you can confront you can retreat or you can just carry along most of the church is carrying along but the debris is getting heavy nobody want to come to church and those who are faithful don't even want to see each other you ever been in a relationship, you don't want to be home? Welcome, nobody said amen. amen. <laughs> you ever go to a church, you don't want, you love your church, but you don't want to go? The reason you don't want to go, there's so much logs, backlogs, unforgiveness. Folks don't, cannot talk to each other for a year, for two years. 
That's a lot of constipation. So the first thing, wait until your anger cease. And you can discuss the matter calmly without excess emotion. Make sure you explain how much you value the relationship that you have with this person. But we have a problem. The second thing that he read for us, if you would like to approach this person who hurt you, but you're afraid to, or they reject you, you bring two or more with you as a witness. Are you listening? You enlist the service of, how could I say it? Neutral mediators. Now, don't go along with your posse now. Who going to clobber that person. Five people who are neutral, who are willing to witness you saying, uh, you kicked me. And then Jesus put it this way. If they still are stubborn, not willing to listen, you bring it to church court. And if they don't listen to the church, what does the scripture say we're supposed to regard them? Let him be to thee as a heathen or heathen man and a publican. What is a heathen man? A heathen man is someone who just is uncouth, untrained, outside, the, outside of, 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 in the context that Jesus was speaking, a heathen was someone who was not of the Jewish faith, who was not even, uh, in, in our context, it would be the Christian faith. So it's, it's basically Jesus is saying, this person is acting unsaved, treat him like that. Don't fellowship, don't. And a, and a Republican? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, mean, I didn't mean Republican. What is a Republican? I'm sorry. I just put re in front of it. <laughs> well, Republicans are the religious ones. They were the ones who focused on the law and were heavy into it. So those are the religious, the very staunch religious ones. Okay, so, so if the church has a meeting and I don't listen to the church, the church is to regard me as a sinner outside the covenant of yes. God and as a self-righteous yes. pig. Yeah. That's how somebody said, I want to cut them off. That's how you cut them off. You can't personally cut people off. You got to go through that process. You go to them, you bring two or three with you, and then if they don't listen, you say, we need a church meeting pastor. I have a, uh, every church should have church court couple of folks who can look at the situation and say something is wrong here there's some abuse here what if the person i'm just giving you steps habitually abusive contemptuous toward you what do you do leave them alone there are some people who will not come to church court there are some people who will not receive you in their home with two or three witnesses. There are some people who put their hand in your face. In that case, the best option is to end the relationship. Now, I'm going to close with this thing. Repentance. When you sin against someone, you need to repent. Now, it may take time. Sometimes when I sin against somebody... And I don't listen to the Holy Spirit. It takes a dream, a sermon from him. <laughs> Looks like, oh, man, I messed up. Oh, and 
once you find out you messed up, something inside stopped to bother and you called the Holy Spirit. So you could, say, you, you need to repent. The Hebrew word is teshuva. You need to return. Return to God. Return to what's supposed to be. You have to clean up the mess that you left behind. Because it empowers you. Repentance, besides forgiveness, repentance empowers you. So a lot of people, now listen to me in closing. A lot of people don't like to say, I'm sorry to anybody. That's a lot of pride. You're not a Christian if you can't say, I'm sorry. If you've done something wrong, own it. I'm sorry I lied to you. I'm sorry I cussed you. I'm sorry I ignore you. Whatever it is, I don't, you know. You got to say it. Part of repentance is you got to say it. If you don't say it, you have not repented. You can say, God knows my heart. No, no, no. The rule of the game, which we don't have time to go in scripture, you got to say it out loud. I am sorry for the And when you hear it, listen, when you hear your voice saying how much you regret what you did, it hits you deep on the inside. If you never say, I am sorry for this sin, it never get on the inside. You got to hear faith commit by hearing and hearing the word of God. God has this thing set up, brethren. I got to say, I am sorry for punching you. And when I say it, the power of my words hits me. Not his word. So your words help you pull that mess out of you. The mess that makes me want to punch him. So that I can throw it away. First of all, in repentance, you say it. Number two, you fix it. How do you fix it? You apologize. You compensate to whoever you affected, whoever you mess up. Then you cook. And if you're married, then you have sex. You can't pay forgiveness by having sex without saying, I'm sorry. You understand, Brother Barton? Yes, sir. You understand? Don't you go home right now and then have sex without saying, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But a lot of people will have sex and never say, I'm sorry. Amen. And no change. They backed up. Constipation. Mm -hmm. Gotta apologize. By the way, it wouldn't be fair. Listen, for God to forgive you without involving that person you hurt. This business I sin against him in between me and God. No, 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 no. When I sin against him between me, him, and God. There's no such a thing as between me and God. I've sinned against him between me and God. Where you get that from? God does not get involved with my forgiveness when I sin against him. If I don't deal with it and say, brother, I've sinned against you. Third thing, do charity. Give to the poor. Oh. It will help your forgiveness. Oh, I just love giving my dollars. 
Papa bon Dieu, people just think I'm rich. <laughs> they don't know what I'm doing. I love to give my dollar Sunday. Give a dollar to the poor for me. Give a dollar to the poor for me. Bishop must have a lot of money, yeah? <laughs> you don't even know. You don't even know what I'm doing. You don't even have a foggiest idea what the Bible says. Amen. Part of repentance, you must give. A mess up life diminishes life. Charity gives you life. Amen. Charity heals the world. And when I heal the world, I heal my soul. So, in closing, listen to this. Say it out loud. This is the main problem of vision ministry. You sin and you sit like a big fat log. Never say, ah. Am wrong. I did sin. Some of you have been waiting for you to say it because see, you're still going to have that problem because it's on you, not on me. So, Pastor Bishop didn't forgive me. Yeah, I forgive you, but you're going to have to own it. You got to repent. You got to say it. You got to fix it. You got to give. You got to move up. The mess up event acts like inertia to drag you down has to be turned around. So, repentance to shova. Listen, this is a secret, and we're going to pray. Ask God to forgive all our sins. You know a sin can take you higher? Sin can take you higher. I could hear Brother Bell say that. Sin will take you higher. Sin will take you higher. And the Lord. Oh, I know you're mad at me, but listen, don't shut me down. I got a truth I'm going to give you. I got a hot revelation. Higher, higher, higher. Higher, higher, higher. Sin will take you higher. He said, how could this be in the Lord? Listen to that. A sin can take you higher than you could ever reach if you do repentance out of love. There are some levels I reach in my life is because I repented. I repented for something I did and God opened the realm of revelation. And people say, oh, he's a superman. I'm a superman. I was just struggling with my sins. I just obeyed God. I just didn't want to go to hell. I didn't want to sin. I didn't want God mad at me. And then now he gives me this big thing. And you think I'm, hey, I'm, I love to mess my family. He said, man, today I feel like I'm going to hell. <laughs> my son usually say, dad, if you're going to hell, we're in trouble. <laughs> because I'm dealing with my sins. A sin you commit can take you higher if you repent in love. If you try to follow the things we're instructing you today, you may be down in sin, but God will lift you up. People wonder why certain people sin in the church and they take off. Jesus. I didn't didn't say that. You ever see people sin in the church? Some people sin in the church, they go down. Others sin in the church, they they go up. Can I, can I, oh, 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 go ahead, go ahead. You got to preach that. There, there's some Webster support for that. You know, I love, I love words and etymology. Most people probably know what the word repent uh-huh. means. Mm-hmm. But repent, repent comes from that same word that gave us pinnacle. Mm-hmm. Remember when Jesus 
went to the pinnacle. Pinnacle. Uh huh. That's the top, top of the temple. Uh huh. So when the when God tells me to repent, uh huh, He's telling me get out of that ditch, come back up here, come back up. So so asking forgiveness, getting forgiveness for my sins does just like you're saying it takes me high. a lot of us are in lord the bar we're in bondage we're in the house of poverty of sickness of depression sadness because we have not repent the sin you committed if you repent out of love following the steps we've given you it will catapult you to a i don't know what god will do david sin and he became greater. Yes, he did. Have you, you, you've complained to me about that. You said some folks envision sin mm-hmm. and, and they get better. And then that, that usually is if I sit <laughs> you, you understand what I'm saying, Barton? Oh, I understand. That's a powerful so, so when, if, I, if I sin against you and I follow the rules of God, that sin become a stepping stone for God to do whatever God's going to do with yes. me. And people will say, didn't he just sin? How could God be you? You ever said that about some preachers? Didn't he just sin? He exposed himself. How can God exalt them? Because sin, if you repent right. Amen. Say that. If you repent right. Yes, sir. Brothers and sisters, if repent you repent right. right, God will take, that will be a springboard. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus. That will be a springboard yes. for you to go up. God didn't plan any defeat for you. No. Even in your own sin. No. Even in your own mess. No, even sir. in your own lies. No. Even in your own defeat. No. God planned no destruction hallelujah. and defeat for his people. If you follow Teshuvah, if you follow yes, true repentance, say it out loud. Fix yes. it. Give to the poor. Change the mess around. And God will raise you up like it did for David. Hallelujah. Like it did.